The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. If you prefer to continue believing the history you were taught in school, stop this audio now and return to the official programming by the cultural editors. To explore a more plausible version of our past, stay with us. What we have been told about our history is not the truth, but instead carefully crafted lies that lead people down the wrong path in their search for knowledge. This deception has become the mainstream view of history, which was created to manage humanity's perception of what this world really is, and at the heart of it all, what humans really are. Are we entering the greatest revisionist period in modern times, and are we peeling the onion of the greatest lie about our common world history? The Tartary civilization encompassed most of the world we know today, from Russia, China, Africa, India, Australia, and New Zealand, to the North and South Americas. They have been swept from modern history books and were likely destroyed between the 19th and 20th centuries, along with many of the amazing buildings. The Bolshevik Revolution, World Wars I and II, and all subsequent wars could have been used to erase most remnants of our true past. There are numerous documents proving that there were also giants amongst us. The people of Tartary were destroyed by the same advanced technology that controls our weather today. They were flooded, firebombed, earthquaked, and likely had directed energy weapons used against them, and many of their bones are buried under our cities today. Their old world order was a benevolent society where they used sacred geometrical designs, pipe organs, and cotillion bells to help heal and to achieve higher consciousness and had a worldwide grid that obtained and transmitted energy from the ether. No wonder the A432 Hertz standard international tuning frequency was replaced with A440. All of the architecture and technology we know of today was developed by this civilization, which has been wiped out from our history books. The 18th and 19th centuries were final book burning and removal from historical knowledge of this once great civilization that flourished up until just 100 years ago. Have we been lied to? The historical period between 1851 and 1920 may be no exception. During that time, great expositions, world fairs, were built worldwide. Chicago, 1893, Paris, 1900, St. Louis, 1904, and San Francisco, 1915, just to name a few. These gigantic, up to 1,200-acre expos were built in impossible times of less than two years. Then, following the end of the event... They were purposely destroyed and thrown into landfills. Since when do we destroy all construction after the Olympics are over? Each of these fairs were built to resemble ancient Rome, and that seems to be no accident. But were the buildings of these world expositions newly constructed in the 1890s or older ones, part of a civilization that was coexistent with ancient Rome and Greece, and were simply restored and painted? What if the so-called gold rush was a lie, and they were just uncovering buried cities under the mud? Too many questions and too little answers. That's why tonight's special guest is back. Get ready to see our world on our past with new eyes. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. 
To listen to tonight's full interview, and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button, at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store, for focused life force energy, MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, Divinia water, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. And since tonight's special guest has already been on this program with two fascinating interviews, she does not require an introduction. You know her by now. Her website is piercingtheveilofillusion.com. She also has a growing YouTube channel. Just type Michelle Gibson, followed by the word Moors, M-O-O-R-S, and you should be able to find her there. Michelle Gibson joins us from Sedona, Arizona. Hello, Michelle, and welcome back. How are you? Hi, Mel. Thank you very much for the invitation. and I'm doing really well. Thanks. It's always a pleasure. And is it just me? Or once you fall into this rabbit hole of our true history, it just grabs you and it doesn't let go? And every time I find something new, I say to myself, I wonder what Michelle thinks about this. So it's been almost a year, I believe, since the last time you and I talked. You were with me last year twice. And I want to know some of the things that you have evolved into and what progression you've made into this ancient history or our true history, rather. Actually, quite a bit, Mel. And I agree with you on the rabbit hole scenario. I've been working hard at this for almost three years in June of this year, uh, which was when I started blogging in 2018. And once I, and I made one video, I was planning on making one video as my foundation piece and somebody subscribed and I thought, well, now I've got to start making videos. And I realized how easy it was to convert my blog posts into videos. So I have both the same information on each modality and you know, it's whatever you prefer, if you like to read or watch. But it's it's interesting because I feel like when you have a mission, the universe conspires to help you out. And because I've been delving into this intensively for so long, I know what to look for. I know where to look for it. And I always find what I'm looking for. And it's like the universe really wants this information to come back out. And it's something that I've been preparing for my whole life in the sense that it seems like every life experience I've had has helped me put this puzzle together. And with that background and the ability to interpret in the information that I receive in a format that makes sense, it's like I go deeper and deeper with it all the time. And, you know, thankfully, there's a lot of other researchers like myself that, you know, even have just started doing it within the last couple of years, like I have. And, you know, we're all kind of working at our different pieces of the puzzle and pinging off of each other and working hard on bringing this back to the light. And it needs to do so because what's taken place here on Earth should never have happened. Maybe there's a reason in the cosmic picture 
that has been allowed to happen. All I know is that when I wrote you back about the content, my primary question is how did we arrive at the world we live in today where good is bad and bad is, or yeah, good is bad and bad is good, right? We're seeing that. Up is down and down is up. Lies are truth and truth are lies. And about half the population seems to be wide awake and the other half, many, many good people, you know, thinking people who would otherwise see it can't. How did we get here? Was cruelty, great suffering, degradation, racial and religious division our inherent nature and destiny? Or was humanity at one time highly advanced and then the whole order of society turned upside down, after which time we've been the subjects of a vast human and social engineering project? not for our best interest, but that of negative beings who want nothing but total power control over everything. And something that I always start out saying is I firmly believe there would be no mysteries in history if we had been told the true history. And my research has really led me down the road of, okay, what was the original civilization? How was it laid out? How advanced was it? What happened? How did we get here? And I've got answers to those questions. And that's what I'd like to share with you today. Absolutely. And I have a a lot more. I mean, I'm going to be jumping around with certain things because it's almost like a jigsaw puzzle. Every time you and I probably bump into something, there's like a huge wall. And we drop these little pieces, pieces, and you start seeing clearly, although I'm not there yet. But for example, the so-called great fires if I go to New Orleans or Chicago or, or Boston or San Francisco and I get a city tour, invariably, Michelle, almost even in Europe, they always talk about the great fire of such and such time that, you know, burned 2,000 buildings. And it's, it's a story that repeats itself no matter where you go. So there's so-called fires. Was it fires or is it something else on a planet-wide scale that, that the pictures I've seen really do not show the aftermath of a fire or melting of buildings. I mean, you know, we have melting of buildings. That they're compatible with Hiroshima, Nagasaki, you know, Dresden, Germany, for example. What do you say about that? I did a about a four-part series poking into historical fires. And absolutely, there's something else going on on a couple of different levels. One, depending on when the fire took place, like was it before or what? or at least what we're told before the advent of photography, the the fire is depicted as an illustration. And then after a period of time, say let's just to be arbitrary, say like after 1900 and the, the fire and earthquake of San Francisco and you know some of the other more famous ones where it looks like a, you know, a nuclear bomb hit afterwards. Um, but you actually see photographs of it. I think in both cases, they're being used as, as covers whether a, a literary device uh, or an artistic device in the case of the illustrations, um, maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. Or in the case of the apocalyptic scenes of San Francisco, um, you know, something happened. And the one in San Francisco in 1906, besides the earthquake, which happened right before as being listed as a possible cause, it's also known as the ham and eggs fire. And a housewife was cooking breakfast and started this horrific fire. Okay, so there's there's a couple of different avenues on that one. 
And I researched it quite extensively, I think about a year ago. But so it's either a cover to say, well, all the buildings here were all wooden and they burned up and they were replaced by these masonry buildings is one. Two is just to destroy the original masonry buildings completely. Um, and I think that's a lot of what's going on is they, they, the negative beings behind this, and I'll go into this a little bit as to who I think we're talking about, hate humanity. They, they build on the infrastructure where they can. They preserve it in many cases. But this was all part of a, a free energy generating earth, earth grid system that was all over the world. Each piece of infrastructure, whatever it was, a building, tall building with um, Antiquitech on the top, like you know what you would call a lightning rod. Um, these were all over the place. Electric streetcars, sophisticated system all over the place, not just in isolated places. It was all connected. It was all positive, generating free energy, all connected, rail systems, all rail systems, subways, streetcars, um, railroads, all connected, built by the original civilization. And what I've come to believe is that there was some kind of liquefaction event that took place that I believe was deliberately caused. There's different opinions on what caused that cataclysm. Um, you know, could it have been frequency sound weapons? Could it have been, you know, something coming from space? Um, could it have taken place at different periods of time within a, a, a finite time frame? All of these things seem there's there's historic photographs of of places that are covered in mud and being dug out. Um, and that's something that I'm going to review also in this interview. And well, that humanity was actually very advanced. So to answer my initial question, how did we get here? We're, was this just going to be our destiny? Like, no, absolutely not. And I want to get to I've, that later, too, because lately I've been seeing a lot, a lot of pictures where you should you see these. Let's call it impossible. Can we say impossible architecture based on what we can build today? I don't think we can build that. I mean, a door that's 40 feet tall, multi-ton stuff. If you ever put a door and a frame, you know how difficult it is. Maybe if it's twice our size, right? But these are like 10, 20 times us. And look, since this is radio, we have to give the, the listeners just one example. A listener, you know, a mental picture so they can visualize what we're saying. I recently saw a photograph, Michelle, of 1860 of the Sydney Observatory. We're told the observatory mm -hmm. was built in 1858. But when you see the, the photo, you can really see how weathered the structure is. Did buildings weather faster in the 19th century? I don't think so. And there are examples of observatories like Sydney all over the earth, still standing. Um, the ancient civilization, they were master astronomers, master builders, master hydrologists, knew where they were in time and space, knew why they were here. And um, a little bit for those who aren't familiar with my work, my original research on this topic began in 2016 after I found a star tetrahedron on the North American continent by connecting the dots of major cities and extending the lines out. So a star tetrahedron is like the Merkaba or the Star of David on the, the flag of Israel. And the, the upper triangle apex is in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And then the bottom 
apexes in Merida, Mexico. So you can draw a straight line between Edmonton and Merida. And it goes through Denver. I think it goes right through the Denver airport, um, goes right through the Dallas, Texas, Fort Worth area, goes right through Houston, Texas. Um, you know, Houston Space Center is, is on it. Um, there's actually an, an Oklahoma spaceport that's pretty much on it. Are you still there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't okay. sure if you took a pause or if I can jump in. Which... Sure. Okay. So, again, I'm going to be jumping with different things. I see a lot of pictures, too, of what looks like a fireplace. But I never see fireplace logs in any of these images. Imagine you go into someone's house, someone's home or a building, and you see this, what looks to be a fireplace, but there's nothing there. Usually they have two two metal rods in front of them. What is that, Michelle? I've seen those pictures, and I've seen researchers looking into that kind of thing. And there was some kind of advanced tech going on with these old buildings that when this takeover happened, they turned them into fireplaces. We needed to warm up somehow. They were there. Um, but, you know, like you say, there's that kind of evidence and just that there's a lot more going on and that when the reset took place and when society was restarted or civilization was restarted, let's say, they they had to make whatever was available work for what was needed. And um, a favorite example of mine is like with um, streetcars. So around the 1850s, you see a lot of streetcars being pulled by mules in cities. And then somewhere around, you know, between, let's say, the 1870s and the 1890s, they started to get electrified. And so the the scientists of the day that, that we learn about, the ones that are behind this um, amazing technology, we're told, um, I think they were figuring out how to re-electrify the streetcars. They got the streetcars re-electrified and running, I, I would say probably from what I can see in, in major cities. But these streetcars used to be everywhere, suburbs, you name it. It wasn't one particular place. And then by the time that Henry Ford invented the, the whole assembly line concept of building cars for the roll out of the Model Ts for everybody to buy and the development of uh, buses and so forth, these streetcar lines started to be retired within 25 to 30 years after Ford did his thing with mass transportation. So from that point on, streetcars were, were out, except in a very, very few places. So if you want to believe the history that we're told, that somehow they put in all of this effort to to build these streetcar lines. And then, you know, so it, with technology, what technology do they have in the, you know, mid to late 1800s to be able to do this in the first place? And the same thing with a lot of other things. They're going to go through the effort of putting them in and then start tearing them out within 50 years. You know, and it just seems like they, they wanted them gone so they could, corner the market on automobiles and gasoline and make us dependent on fuel. And, you know, you have to pay somebody for it instead of these streetcar systems. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.